To say that all people who claim telepathic communication with flying saucers are frauds or psychopaths would be like saying that all men with beards are beatniks. After all, according to research completed at Duke University, telepathy is a very real thing. Physicists also tell us that the human brain emits an electrical current they call a de Broglie wave. So you say, all right, so there's a possibility that telepathy is real. That doesn't make telepathic communication with flying saucers real, does it? Or for that matter, it doesn't even make flying saucers real. Well, you're right, it doesn't. But even the irredoubtable Air Force has publicly stated that they can't prove that the UFOs don't exist. So here we are with at least the equal chance that they might exist. And if they do exist, we would probably have to admit by the very fact of their being here from some distant sphere that they are somewhat advanced technologically.
starts spinning round You fall down to the ground Feel your body heave Death and starts to
What you gonna do? What you gonna do? 
outwardly plays the coy game of trying to discredit all UFO sightings, there are ample indications that they are more convinced than not of the reality of UFOs. In fact, the Air Force's much publicized, gee whiz, all these people must be seeing things attitude is belied by their handling of some of the UFO sightings. As a case in point, Major D.B. Reeder of Hamilton Air Force Base interviewed Mr. Sid Patrick, a man who claims to have actually been on a flying saucer for over two hours.
be moving to Montana soon Just to raise me up a crop of dental floss Raising it up Waxing it down In a little white box that I can sell uptown By myself I wouldn't have no boss But I'd be raising my lonely Just might grow me some beans, but I'd leave the sweet stuff to somebody else. But then, on the other hand, I would keep the wax and melt it down, pluck some floss, and swish it around. I'd have me a crop, and it'd be on top. That's why I'm moving to Montana. Moving to Montana soon. Gonna be a dental floss tycoon. Yes, I am. Moving to Montana soon. Gonna be a dental floss Find me a horse just about this big, and 
and ride them all along the borderline with a pair of heavy duty zircon encrusted tweezers in my hand every other wrangler would say i was mighty grand by myself i wouldn't have no balls but i'd be raising my lonely dental flaws My tweezers gleaming in the moonlighty night And then I get a cup of coffee And give my foot a push Just me and the pygmy pony Over by the dental floss And then I might just Jump back on And ride like a cowboy Into the dawn of Montana
Patrick was admonished after the Air Force interview not to reveal certain details about the spacecraft on which he rode. Now, doesn't it seem strange that the Air Force would be so concerned about the details of something they don't even believe exists? Well, so you can decide for yourself about this Watsonville, California man's extraordinary account of his ride on a space vehicle, I arranged an interview with him.
was a person there who put forth the proposition that you can petition the Lord with prayer. Petition the Lord with prayer. Petition the Lord with prayer. You cannot petition the Lord with prayer!
Sid Patrick. This one night I had gotten up to operate my ham radio, which I have done many times in the past up until this time. And uh, this was this night was nothing unusual in this respect. And uh, I got up to operate my ham radio at first, but then decided to go to the beach, and this incident happened. I left about 15 minutes before 2 to go down to the beach, and this craft came down right at 2 o'clock. Could you describe somewhat how it happened? I could describe it in saying this. On the first sighting of it and realizing it wasn't something I'd ever seen before, it scared me very badly. I mean, tremendously. I think it scared me so bad I couldn't even run. <laughs> and uh, I stood and watched it, and the people started talking to me as they came down. And uh, it did relieve me to some degree because they indicated they were not hostile. And they furthermore invited me aboard. And with my little bit of curiosity, plus the fact I was so frightened I couldn't do anything, I decided to go aboard, and I met the gentleman as I went in the door. And you said they started to talk to you as they came down. Was this through a speaker system? I can't answer that. I know the, the voice that he was using came from that general direction, but I could not classify it as a speaker. It appeared to be a, a natural voice coming right out of the air. I cannot say it was a concentrated voice like a speaker would ordinarily give you. You were the only one, as far as you know, that was on the beach at that time. I'm the only one in that area that I know of. And uh, for this reason, I know I'm the only one because I didn't know at first they were directing this voice to me. I didn't know if they were directed to me or anyone else, so I had to look around and see, and I appeared to be the only one in the area. Although, I might tell you, too, this area, uh, 
Though, although there's a lot of houses right in the immediate area, they're usually not occupied during the wintertime, and this was in the winter, of course. 